guys welcome to the first episode in this episode we are going to really dive into how to thrive and survive in your online class i know some people are totally against online classes and they really need that social interaction so hopefully this can help you out so yeah i hope you guys enjoy it Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Genesis Michaela. I am an actress, entrepreneur, and student for life. And you are listening to an episode of My Sis Genesis. This podcast is dedicated to any millennial out there who is struggling in the area of adulting. Oh, and a little disclaimer. I do not have it all together. And that's okay. This podcast welcomes the perfectly imperfect. I want to share both my struggles and my successes with you. And I want to hear about yours as well. So, if you're ready, let's figure this thing called life out together. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of My Sis Genesis. This is the first episode, and this is so crazy because I've been wanting to put this out for months and months and months and months and I've been, you know, just wanting to do this and now that I'm actually doing it, even though we're under these kind of crazy circumstances with coronavirus and everything, um, you know, I I know that there's so much bad that has come out of this and, you know, so many lives lost and people risking their lives every day and, you know, people, you know, stuck in the house with maybe, you know, people who aren't safe to live with and, you know, I just, my heart really goes out to everyone who's having a very difficult time. And, you know, I think that's so valid. And I feel, oh, I feel horrible that this is happening, especially in, in situations like that. Um, I feel very grateful in my situation to actually be in a home where I am safe and I feel like I have enough food and I've been trying to change my framework around the whole situation and try to figure out what can I do in order to enhance my life and therefore enhancing the lives of others. And so I feel like there's no better time than this to put this podcast out, stop waiting around, stop being afraid, and just do it so that, you know, you guys can have something to listen to and together we can start talking together and you know just collaborating together I'm a creative I love other creatives but I honestly I'm not gonna lie I don't really have that big of a circle of people that I can like just hit up and be like hey what you doing you want to shoot a movie you want to like you know go over some scripts like and I'm really trying to build that I want to learn tech I'm going to get into all that kind of stuff and you know I know that you know there's a lot of skills and stuff that I have to offer which is definitely what you're going to get from this podcast um, um from the topic today and you know everything so um I'm just trying to put out what I can out there and I hope that you guys can put some stuff out that I can get back and we can just have that really equal authentic amazing exchange because we're millennials and sometimes we get a bad rap but we need to sit together and you know 
just really show this world like who we really are because we're dope okay and yeah I just think it's important for me to mention that I am totally new to this I am not true to this so you know the levels might be a little off on one episode the intro might be a little different you know things are going to be kind of like wacky at first until I find my footing and with your guys's feedback that can really help me out um and so yeah I hope that you'll stick around for the journey to the growth and how everything's gonna just blossom so let's just get into the one thing person or whatever that I absolutely cannot live without this week that one thing is going to have to be this book it's called broke millennial stop scraping by and get your financial life together and it's written it was written by Aaron Lowry and I guys I freaking love this book I've been reading it every day pretty much um I'll leave there a little either a little bit in the morning or a little bit at night and it's just so good so on page four this is what she says brokemillennial.com launched as a place where I could take stories from my own life experiences and use them to talk about money as a way to take the anxiety and confusion out of personal finance it became my mission to prove that if I a journalism and theater double major with a deep-rooted hatred for math could become financially literate (laughs) I always get tongue twisted when I try to say that financially literate then so could anyone else and I just thought that was really cool because I majored in theater and you know math isn't my strong suit I can do it but I'm not like yay math and so for this woman to you know figure out how to get her financial life on track and then become an expert at it and then put it in this book that's so easy to digest and just so helpful for millennials I just think it was so cool of her like it's funny it's um quick it's like to the point she gives you bullet points for a lot of the stuff and in really great examples and I just think it's really cool I'm trying to find this one page that I really like okay so on page 25 she goes like she kind of categorizes you into like these different types of millennials and it's called how do you stack up and so she says uh you might even be on top of your finances even enough to earn yourself a you went viral award let's just hope you aren't a living in your parents basement forever kind of millennial because that would well suck but there's hope for you guys too i love that it's so cute so then she has this little list where it goes get out your pen and see what you can check off the following following list so you're living in your parents basement forever so if you if any of these relate to you then you check it off so the first one is you don't have a savings account your credit score is below 650 you're employed part-time and making no effort to get a full-time job or you just keep quitting full-time jobs because they aren't fulfilling I had to check that one guys because that's me Uh, the next one is you're carrying a balance on a credit card or several and paying the minimum due when you remember also me so I checked that one as well. <laughs> you probably got this book as a graduation gift and just happened to flip to this page at random and thought this sounded like you. <laughs> That's not me because I actually went and purchased this book because I knew I needed help. So the first step is to admit that you have a problem. So, but yeah, I just, I just really, really have been enjoying this book and I'm going to definitely keep it in my library for years to come. So I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know about that, you know, share it with you so you can get on track and we can talk about it together. Um, 
Yeah, really great book. I'll link it in the show notes and you can just purchase it. I got mine from Amazon, so I'll just link it there. You could click, buy it, and boom, get your financial life together. So yeah, that's the thing I'm loving. All right, so let's move into our topic for this week. So this week, we're going to be talking about how to survive an online class and how not only just to survive, how to thrive in your online class. So with this whole... oh. COVID-19 going on, you know, it's crazy. And a lot of people, a lot of students are being, you know, kind of forced to take online classes. And, you know, some people aren't built for that life, or they really just haven't ever done it before. And maybe they did take an online class, and it was a bad experience. But luckily for you guys, I am an online learning expert. Okay, I love a good online class. Okay, I like to do my own thing. I'm an introvert. Um, I like, I don't like people telling me what to do and when I have to do, like, I mean, they still tell you what to do, but I'm saying like, I don't have to come to class and they tell me I have to read this and then tomorrow I have to go and talk about it and then the next day we have to do this and then the next day we have to do that. No, just tell me what needs to be done. Give me a good amount of time to do it. I'll have it done by that date and I don't need to talk to you that much. That's how I am. So <laughs> so that's why online learning, I always opt for online learning, especially, well, you know, when it comes to like, for my major, I was a theater major, so a lot of the classes I couldn't take online. But when it came to like English and stuff like that, or I took a math course online one time, which, wow. But anyway, I'm just saying like, I'm pretty good at this. So let me give you guys some tips on how to really survive in your online class. So first things first, learn the software. So it might be desire to learn. I remember using that back in the day, but recently I've used Blackboard for pretty much every class I've taken. Um, And just figure out how to navigate it, even though you don't have any assignments yet. Just make sure you understand how to, you know, submit a post, how to check your grades, how to uh, look up the class list and email the professor and whatever. Just make sure you know how to get to your syllabus and things like that. I think that's just really important to just understand how to use it, the software first, before it actually comes time that you have to do something and it's like, you don't have time to like not understand how to do stuff. So do that first. The next thing I think you should do is to create a folder or a binder um, that's dedicated to each class. So just make sure you label it. This is English. This is math. This is science. This is uh, psychology. Label it. Make sure it's only for that particular subject. That'll just help you to stay organized. The next thing that you want to do is to create a deadline sheet. So sometimes you could find this in the back of your syllabus. Um, typically, professors provide that for for you. You can print that one out. That's fine. Or you can create your own if you want to personalize it a little bit more, blow it up a little bit, you know, maybe add some color to it so it doesn't look so boring and dry. Um, you could do that as well. Um, and then if you have multiple classes, I would say to create a master sheet. And for that deadline sheet, especially the master one, I would say to place that, like tape it to your wall or pin it to your wall or just keep it somewhere that's like in sight. Because you know, like that saying, like out of sight, out of mind, you want to make sure that this is not out of sight. Okay, we need you to like be on top of it, be ready. And whenever you complete anything on the deadline sheet, make sure you highlight it. 
I wouldn't say cross it off. I like to highlight it so you know that it's gone or whatever, but it's not like you don't know what it was before because you might have to reference it and whatever. So just highlight it when you've completed it. Um, you can even highlight it yellow when you're it's in the works and then highlight it orange when it's done. That's a technique that I learned from my leak teal from the My Taught You podcast. If you aren't listening to that podcast, I would say listen to that podcast. She's the OG of like everything, like gems, gem droppery. I would say listen to her. And she has a really great system for how to create lists and the highlighting method that she uses. So definitely check that out. The next thing that I would say to do is to create a group me. Um, so I always do this as soon as the uh, professor opens it up so where I can get into Blackboard or whatever, then I log in and I find the class list and I create a group me for that particular class and I, you know, put the um, the course name and the number and I create a group me and then I send it out to everyone in the class except the professor. I mean, some people add their professor to their group meetings, but that's not really my style. I feel like, you know, it's the students collaborating together, and if we have need help with the, from the professor, then we could just ask them directly from email or whatever. So I don't add the professor, but you can if you want. But in terms of creating a group me, I think it's really, really important to mention that you need to um, create some type of a disclaimer so that everyone who joins the group me knows that there will be no cheating going on in the group me because it could get really shady in the group me's and, you know, that you're not going to tolerate it and you will be removed and you will be reported to the professor because you want to cover yourself. You don't want anyone thinking that you started the group me so clearly you were starting it so people could cheat. It's like, no, that's not why. Just so that we can ask each other questions and communicate um, more quickly and, you know, have that, you know, peer-to-peer camaraderie. So make sure you do that. I always say y'all could do whatever y'all want and y'all group me DMs or if you want to get each other's numbers, you could do whatever you want, but you're not going to be cheating and do all that stuff in my group me. That's on you. That's not on the group and we're not going to tolerate that. So please do not. So that's what I say. But group meetings are really good because it'll just help you get through. It's like, you know, you're really with your classmates and even people you don't know, but you know, we're all in the same boat. So you might as well just try to work through the things together. The next thing I would say is to get to know your professor. So this is really important. I say like, for an example, ask uh, questions that are related to the syllabus, but it's clearly not specifically stated in the syllabus. Like if it says no late work is acceptable, don't email them being like, so is late work acceptable? Like, really? No, that's a bad first impression. Don't do that. But you can, you know, ask to clarify things that are maybe kind of general on the syllabus. Like, that's a good way to just reach out. Or you can just email them and, you know, let them know that you're excited about taking the course. There's so many different things that you can do. You can even um, comment underneath their posts and just, you know, let them know. Because sometimes teachers create, like, an introductory post where they're just like, hey, I'm your professor and this is my dog. And you're like, oh, they're a person too. And they post a picture and you could just comment like, oh, I'm so excited about taking the course. Um, thank you so much for, you know, introducing yourselves to us. Like, it's really great that you did that period. And they're already going to be like, hmm, this is going to be a promising semester. And this student is great. I'm going to keep an eye out for her or him or whatever. Okay. Um, The next thing I would have to say in terms of communicating with your professor is to have proper email etiquette 
like you know what that's a whole nother thing I'm gonna create a separate podcast episode about that because I've seen so many horrible emails and I've had so many great results because of the way that I personally email my professors in a professional manner so we'll get into that in the next episode you have to stay tuned for that um the next thing I would say is to create a schedule so online classes aren't like showing up at your class and the teacher has a schedule for you it's kind of like you have to create your own schedule and, and make sure that you can get it done in the by the deadline so um say on monday you're going to do the reading for the assignments that you have to post maybe you have to post a discussion board so you're going to do the reading for that discussion post but you're not going to post a discussion post yet then on tuesday and wednesday you're actually going to complete the assignment or the discussion post and then on thursday you're going to take the exam that you might also have to do and then um You just want to make sure that you're interacting with the course frequently because I think it depends. Some professors don't care, um, but uh, some of them really do. And so they want you to actually log in to Blackboard two to three times a week as opposed to once. And you do all the assignments, your readings, the discussion posts, the exams, and you comment back on everybody's stuff. And like one day, like professors kind of, some of them get kind of weird about that so I would say try to log in like two three times a week and complete tasks like two to two to three times each week as opposed to one time a week um yeah and I was also say in terms of creating your schedule you can add it to your calendar so you kind of like your google calendar I love google calendar calendar and just add it to that so that you know you can stay on track and get reminders and alerts when it's time for you to start reading. It's time for your discussion post. You have to do your discussion post today because that's your schedule that you created for yourself. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely do that. Create a schedule. Um, the next thing, if you're able to work ahead, like work ahead, (laughs) ask your professor to open the sections earlier as opposed to at the end of each week. So sometimes professors will, because they want to kind of treat it like a regular class where everyone attends class at a certain amount of times throughout the week and does this on this day, they're kind of controlling about it. I would ask them to open up the course to where I can actually work two weeks ahead as opposed to each week I have to be on this same one week schedule whereas I could have completed um this week and next week's in one week and now I have a week off or I could keep doing that so at the end of the course I have two weeks off when you want me to write that huge exam paper as opposed to doing a discussion post an exam commenting and writing an and an exam paper, (laughs) writing an essay. So I rather just write the essay during that time because I worked ahead. So I would say to ask if you can do that. Some professors are going to be like, no, because then the work isn't going to be quality or whatever. And you just have to bite that and whatever. But some people, some of the professors are like, oh yeah, yeah, you can work ahead. Like, that's fine. I'll open it up. And you're like, okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) So definitely try to work ahead if you can. The next thing that I would say is to be respectful and not petty. Um, (laughs) So this is basically in terms of the discussion post. So depending on your class, um, things might get a little heated in terms of like 
you might be talking about politics in a class, like a political science class, or I had a class recently called Drugs in Society, and things got kind of heated in there, in ter- because a lot of it is just very opinion-based and um, subjective, and um, so things can get kind of heated, especially when you feel very personal, like you feel like you have a personal connection to the topic, and then someone's like saying the opposite of what you believe. And so I would just say try to keep it classy in the discussion post because when you're posting and commenting under someone's post, um, it's for the whole class to see and the professor. And so you want to make sure that you're, you know, looking presentable. This is not. I don't know. I guess some people argue and stuff like that on Instagram and things like that. This is not that. This is still school. You um, don't want to be petty. And I have been petty. And then I was like, Genesis, that was petty. Let's stop. It's not that serious. I don't even know this person that I'm commenting back and forth with on their discussion post. So what am I really doing? So um, don't be petty. Be respectful. Remember, this is a grade. So yeah. The next thing would be to follow up with your grades. So I say, like, keep track of them. Um, always log into your the software that you're using, Blackboard, and then check your grades. Make sure everything's looking right. Um, make sure that your grades are, you know, reflecting the, your work and as opposed to your teachers just being petty. <laughs> Because sometimes the professors can be petty. So um, sometimes you got to check them on it because then they'll know that you're not the one you're putting in the work. It might be that they can't even communicate what they're really looking for. So sometimes you have to call your professors on that because they're humans too and everyone's got egos. And so it's important to do that. Um, So fight for your grade respectfully because you could be fighting for everyone else and you can also be fighting for people in the future class. Um... I know for me, I've taken many online classes, like I told you guys, but I've had situations where I was going to get a C or I was going to get a B because the correct answer was not the answer that they were saying was correct. And so I had to ask, I was like, hello, this is where it is in the book. I don't know why I'm getting this wrong. And this could really, you know, make an impact in my grade. And then she sent an email out and she was like, um, thanks to one of your, one of your fellow classmates. Um, I've erased this question. And I've given everyone the points and that boosted me up to a B. Actually, I think I got a B plus after that, as opposed to a C. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what if I didn't say anything? So make sure you say something, see something weird, say something, okay? Um, Yeah. And then the last thing I would have to say is to take breaks, to take breaks and to understand that most online classes are online for the purpose of flexibility. So I feel like online classes are great for, you know, entrepreneurs or people who are wanting to get into that type of space or people who are introverts like me, you know, we don't have to see people every day um, and go somewhere and leave the house. So um, I just think it's important to schedule your online class around what you want to do. So if you want to watch Netflix in the morning and work on your online work at night, do that. If you want to work on your online work in the morning and then chill for the rest of the day do whatever you want then do that of course not every class is as flexible as some of those the classes that I've been in but I mean for the most part I feel like take advantage of it and learn to like it 
it's kind of like actors we have to learn to love auditioning as opposed to saying oh I hate auditioning but it's like auditioning is a job and that's just part part of what comes with the job so learn to love it period um same with the online classes that's just part of what we have to do as a society right now everybody has to get on board if you're you know if you're in school um because I mean, we can't see each other right now. You know, we can't be around each other right now for, you know, public safety. So I just think it's important to embrace it. Stop whining about it. Let's just get it done. Let's get these grades. Um, Let's continue getting our education. Don't let this stop you from getting the knowledge that you need. Okay, so yeah, that's all I have for the online classes, um, how to survive, how to thrive. Um, And because I'm an online class expert, um, please be sure to hit me up. I'll put a link in the show notes um, where you can hit me up, ask me any questions that you have about online classes or if you're stuck in a situation in terms of an online class, you don't know what to do or your professor is being so like freaking annoying let me know because I've probably been there and I just want to help you to you know uh, get the best grade you can and just to not be too stressed about it so yeah that concludes this episode of my sis genesis I hope you enjoyed it and if you found the information useful you can let me know by subscribing to the podcast and by giving me a five-star rating and review you can find me on instagram at jen mckay and for everything else just click on the link in the show notes have a great rest of your week and remember that nobody can be you like you love you bye